0: section 27 of the sikh religion its gurus sacred writings and authors volume 2 this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org read for you by chiquito crasto the sikh religion its gurus sacred writings and authors volume 2 by max arthur maccollif Life of Guru Amar Das, Chapter 14, Part H Saran The Hindus fast on the eleventh day of the light and dark halves of the lunar month. Besides these, certain other days of the lunations are occasionally dedicated to certain Hindu divinities. Thus the ninth is sacred to Devi, the tenth to Digpal, or the elephants who support the eight points of the compass, the eleventh to Vishnu, and the twelfth to Bhavan, his dwarf incarnation. The guru in the following gives substitutes for these fasts. The shlok was addressed to Brahmins who censured the guru for his neglect of fasting. If man on the ninth day make a vow to speak the truth, his lust, wrath and covetousness will depart. The tenth day is auspicious, if one restrain the organs of action and perception. The eleventh day is auspicious, if one then know that god is one if on the twelfth day man preserve himself from the five deadly sins then o nanak shall he be happy if fasts be thus observed o pandit, why give more instruction brahmins and sectaries obtain no advantage from reading and pilgrimages Pandits and men vow to silence grow weary of reading men who wear sectarial dresses grow weary of wandering from country to country through love of the world they never obtain God's name, and very great misery attacheth to them. They are stupid and blind, and make it their business to serve mammon. With deception in their hearts, the fools read books to fill their bellies. They who have expelled pride from their hearts serve the true Guru and obtain happiness. Nanak, there is only one name to read and meditate on, a few reflecting men know this man must accept the inevitable as he came naked into the world so must he depart naked man cometh naked he departeth. such is the will of god what can be done he who gave life will take it away with whom shall man be angry on that account he who is pious obeyeth god's will and tranquilly quaffeth divine nectar nanak ever praise the giver of happiness and repeat his name with thy tongue no hope from false gods when men have forgotten god's name what other name will they utter they are as worms in ordure. their worldly affairs like thieves have robbed them may nanak not forget god's name false is all other desire the fate of those who forget the name they who forget the name even though they perform many other religious acts are bound and beaten in the city of death O oh nanak like robbers caught horse-breaking Man should be firm in his devotion. As long as the mind is inconstant, man indulgeth in great pride and arrogance. He relisheth not the word, and loveth not the name. His service is not acceptable. He fretteth and fretteth, until he becometh an object of contempt. Nanak, call him a servant who would cut off his head, place it before his master. Obey the order of the true Guru, and take his instruction to heart. Only what pleases God can be deemed devotion, penance and service. If man renounce his pride, God will pardon him and blend him with himself. Man once blended with God will never be separated. Light will be blended with light. Nanak, that man knoweth God whom he causeth to know him through the Guru's favour. God is ever young and his name is ever holy. The true one never groweth old and his name is never defiled he who walketh in the way of the guru shall not be born again nanak he who forgetteth the name shall both come and go he who obeys and loves the almighty needs not fear death the order of the unconcerned is over all no artifice can succeed and no argument prevail against him the holy man who effaceth himself accepteth god's will seeketh his protection and renounceth his pride shall not feel death's mace nanak he is a worshipper who fixeth his love on the true one the creator and the creature contrasted all gifts splendour and beauty are thine o god many artifices and pride are mine they who harbour covetousness worldly love and pride shall never be free from transmigration however many ceremonial acts they perform nanak the Creator Himself causeth to act. What pleaseth Him is good. Malar War The mental happiness obtained by heeding pious instruction. On meeting the Guru, the mind is happy as after rain the earth is decorated. Everything appeareth green, the lakes and pools are filled to the brim. The colour of the True One attacheth to the heart as redness to matter. The lotus of the heart bloometh by obeying the True One man is rendered happy by the guru's word the perverse turn to worldly love carefully consider this the god of death is seen standing over their heads as if they were ensnared deer avarice covetousness and slander are evil lust and wrath terrible god appeareth not to our eyes until we reflect on his word they who please thee o god acquire patience and no longer have domestic entanglements by serving the guru, man saveth his capital. The guru is a ladder and a boat of salvation. Nanak, they who love God obtain him. Thou art true, O God, and true is he who obeyeth thee. When the guru instructs, the heart assumes a different colour. It is supposed that an Indian woman's passions increase when there are clouds. Here she is considering what her relations with her spouse will be whether he will withdraw or grant her his love. In the latter case, she will be held to be imbued with a different color. Lowering clouds come and give the earth different colors. I know not how long the love with which I have inspired my spouse will endure. The women shall be happy in whose hearts there are fear and love. Nanak, they who feel not fear and love are not happy. When lowering clouds come and a pure rain falleth, O Nanak, the women who have broken with their spouse are unhappy. When lowering clouds come and rain falleth continuously, O Nanak, the woman who acteth as her husband desireth, ever enjoyeth his embraces. It is God alone who sends rain. Why stand ye up to look? Unhappy people, this cloud can do nothing. It is He who sent the cloud ye should treasure in your hearts. He giveth Himself a residence in the hearts of those on whom He looketh with favour. Nanak, all on whom God looketh not with favour, shall lament. As the Chatrik is in need of rain, so is man in need of divine instruction. O Chatrik, every one longeth for him on whom thou callest. When God is merciful, it will rain, and the forests and glades become green. God is found by the Guru's favour. Few are they who know this. Resting or standing continually, meditate on him, and thou shalt be happy for ever and ever. Nanak, nectar ever raineth, God bestoweth it on the pious. God sends a divine teacher when required. When the world is in distress, it heartily prayeth. The true one attentively listeneth, and with his kind disposition granteth consolation. He giveth orders to the cloud-god, and the rain falleth in torrents. Then corn and wealth are produced in great abundance, and of untold value. Nanak, Praise his name, who giveth to all creatures their sustenance. By eating whereof happiness is produced, and misery felt no more. God knows man's necessities better than he knows them himself. O Chatrik, cry not, and allow not thy heart to long for water. Obey the order of the Lord. Nanak, by obeying his order thy thirst shall depart, and thou shalt have fourfold love for him. There is no lack of divine instruction, but men receive it not o chatrik thy dwelling is in the water thou wanderest in the water thou knowest not the water's value and so thou fallest a screaming it raineth everywhere on sea and land there is no place without rain so much rain falleth that they who are dying of thirst and receive it not are unfortunate nanak the pious in whose hearts god dwelleth find the water it is they who are favoured by God who receive Divine Instruction. This water raineth on every one; God by His kind disposition causeth it to fall. The trees which by the Guru's instruction are absorbed in God become green. Nanak, the animals on which God looketh with favour, become happy, and their misery departeth. The bliss of those who receive Divine Instruction. On a wet night there is lightning and it raineth in torrents if it be the will of god where it raineth much corn and wealth shall be produced by using which the heart will be satisfied and men will perform their duties this wealth is a sport of the creator it sometimes cometh and sometimes goeth but the name is the wealth of those who possess divine knowledge they are ever absorbed in it nanak they on whom god looketh with favour shall obtain this wealth as a chatrik will not drink ordinary water, so men will not receive instruction. This world is a chatrik. let none make a mistake herein. This chattrik is an animal without understanding, otherwise it would know that God's name is nectar, by drinking which thirst departeth. Nanak, the pious who drink it shall not again be thirsty. When God is merciful, men receive saving instruction. The Malar is refreshing by meditation on god in it comfort is obtained if god show his mercy it raineth over the whole world by rain animals obtain the means of subsistence and the earth is decorated nanak this world is all water from water everything hath sprung the few who know god by the guru's favour are ever emancipated god without being asked gives man what is good for him o chatrik thou knowest not the palace of the lord when thou seest it pray there thou prayest much to please thyself thy words are not acceptable the lord is very beneficent what thou desirest thou shalt obtain from him then the world's thirst to say nothing of thine poor chatrik shall depart the chatrik on obtaining the special drops it desires is compared to the man disposed to receive instruction the Chatrik on a rainy day, naturally loving the true one, crieth, This water is my life, without water I cannot live. So by the Guru's instruction the water of life is found when man dispelleth his pride. Nanak, the true Guru hath caused me to meet him, without whom I cannot live for a moment. God is not to be importuned for secular favours. O Chatrik, the chaste woman obtaineth access to her spouse's chamber, the unchaste one is banished within thee god dwelleth and is ever present with the holy thou shalt not have to shout and scream when god looketh on thee with favour nanak they who love the name and act according to the guru's instruction shall be easily blended with god in the following the chatrik represents the pious man praying for the gift of life the chatrik prayeth o god mercifully grant me the gift of life without water my thirst will not be quenched I shall expire thou O God art the giver of happiness illimitable thou art the giver and treasury of favours nanak God pardoneth the pious and at the last hour becometh their friend the worldly man like the chatrik accepts not what God grants him but seeks his own advantages o chatrik thou knowest not what thirst there is within thee and by what draught it shall be quenched through worldly love thou wanderest, and the immortal water thou obtainest not. If God cast his glance of favour, the true Guru will be easily found. Nanak, the immortal water will be obtained from him, and man will be easily absorbed in God. When man rises early for prayer, his supplication is granted. The Chatrik calleth at the ambrosial hour of morning, and his prayer is heard in God's court. God mercifully issueth an order to the cloud to kindly rain, the joy felt by the holy in the rainy season. Woman shall be happy in Sawan by reflecting on the Guru's instruction. Nanak, by her unequalled love for the Guru, she shall ever be a happy wife. But she who is devoid of virtue and who is attached to a second love shall burn in Samhain. Nanak. She careth not for her spouse, and therefore despiseth all decoration. Supplementary slokes: In the opinion of the Guru, forgetfulness of God's name is the greatest sin. Sayeth Nanak, by forgetting the one name, sin is committed equal in the estimation of the Hindus to the killing of brahmans, kine, and virgins, eating the food of the sinful, and the million transgressions which render men accursed and ever and ever victims of pride. Let all other wisdom depart, as long as the knowledge of the one God remaineth. The devotion of the saints is compared to that of the fond wife who cooks elaborate dishes for her spouse. As a devoted wife in her husband's house, intensely desiring to perform service for him, prepareth him viands of many savours, making some tart and others sweet. Even with the same devotion the saints praise and apply their hearts to God's name, they offered the Guru their souls, bodies, and wealth. They would even sell their heads and place them before him. Many saints pray for the fear and service of God. God fulfilled their desires and blended them with himself. THE SPIRITUAL EXALTATION OF THE HOLY In the heart of the pious man is composure. His soul ascended to the tenth heaven, where there is nor sleep nor hunger, and where God's ambrosial name which conferreth bliss abideth, Nanak, sorrow is not felt where the light of God shineth. THE FATE OF THE PERVERSE The perverse man is of unstable mind. In his heart he hath many artifices. What he hath done and what he doeth is all in vain. He is in no way acceptable. The fruit of his religious acts and alms shall all go to the king of death. Without the true guru, the king of death will not release him he shall be ruined by his worldly love. His youth glideth imperceptibly away, and on attaining old age he dieth without repentance. Children and wives are objects of affection, but at the last moment none of them will assist or accompany him. The Condition of Those Who Practice Worldly Love Worldly love is an ocean of sorrow, difficult to cross, nay, uncrossable, the perverse pass their lives in avarice and pine away talking of their possessions. They can neither retreat nor advance. They remain entangled in mid-ocean. May God pardon man's transgressions. The following is repeated by many Sikhs on rising in the morning. We commit many sins of which there is no end. O God, be mercifully pleased to pardon them. We are great sinners and transgressors. O God, Thou pardonest and blendest unto thee. Otherwise, it will not come to our turn to be pardoned. The Guru graciously cut off our sins and transgressions by blending us with God. Hail to those, O Nanak, who have meditated on God's name. Rely not on the covetous. As far as possible, rely not on a covetous man. At the last moment he will lead thee where nobody can lend thee a hand. The condition of the perverse The perverse are like children and daughters whose hearts take no thought of God. The perverse and the pious contrast it. How shall he who doeth evil be acceptable? He shall burn in his own anger. The perverse man is a fool, and worryeth himself with quarrelling. He who is pious knoweth everything. Nanak, the pious struggleth with his own heart. His singers represented to the guru that the dhanasari was a very popular measure, and that whenever they played or sang it, they usually received large rewards from others. On this the guru composed the following, The dhanasari measure is worthy of praise, brethren, if it perform the work of the true guru. Brethren, heartily entrust to him thy body and soul along with thy life. Turn away from the world and obey his order. Where he seateth, you there sit, brethren, and whither he sendeth you, thither go. There is no wealth, brethren, so great as the true name. May I ever sing the praises of the true one, brethren, and ever abide with the true one. Make God's attributes and praises your raiment, brethren, and enjoy the relish of the honour he granteth you. Why merely praise him, brethren? You ought to offer sacrifices yourselves for a sight of him. A man proud of his long beard went to visit Guru Angad, but would not bow to him. Guru Amar Das thus addressed the offender. That is a real beard which toucheth the Guru's feet. They who day and night serve their Guru ever abide in happiness. Nanak, they are seen with beaming faces at the court of the True One. THE ADVANTAGE OF POSSESSING EVERYTHING TRUE When men speak the truth and act the truth, true are their mouths and true their beards. The true word dwelleth in their hearts, and they shall be blended with the true guru. From the capital springeth true wealth, and the highest rank is obtained. They who hear the truth, obey the truth, and practice truth, shall obtain a seat in the true court, and be absorbed in the true one. Nanak, without the true guru, the true one shall not be obtained. The perverse shall go astray. The Advantage of Meeting the Guru The Chhatrik cry, Priyo Priyo beloved beloved through love of the cloud if it meet the guru it shall receive cool water to remove all its pain its thirst shall depart composure ensue and it shall cease its cries and screams nanak the pious who hold the name to their hearts obtain peace the joy of him who is devoted to god nanak he who is absorbed in the service of the true guru enjoyeth perpetual spring God is pleased with him, his mind and body bloom, and the whole world is clad in verdure for him. The Horizon of the Holy At early dawn, whose name should we take? We should take the name of God, who is omnipotent to destroy and to create. The inanimate world also praises the Creator. O Persian wheel, thou also speakest well, saying, Tu, Tu, Thou, Thou, but the Lord is ever-present. Why call to him with a loud voice? Man ought to be a sacrifice to him who created the world and made creatures of different species. The forests and glades of the world meditate on thee, O God, and thus ever pass their nights and days. Salvation is not obtained by wearing a sectarial dress. Union with God is not obtained by an ochre-coloured robe, nor by a dirty garment. Nanak, it is obtained sitting in one's own home under the Guru's instruction. A perusal of the Vedas will render man no assistance. Wert thou to wander in all directions and read the Vedas through the four ages, it would be all in vain. Nanak, if thou meet the true Guru, God will dwell in thy heart, and thou shalt attain the gate of deliverance. End of section 27. Read for you by Chiquito Crasto. Lubbock, Texas.